Welcome back to Well, That's Interesting, the good for them having medical care. That's sweet. Edition. Oh, <laughs> no, but good for them. Good how, for them. How, I don't know who they are, but <laughs> good, that's hard. That is hard to get these days. Yes. It is sad how hard that is to get. Pretty awful. Ugh. Pretty goddamn awful. Yeah. And today, <laughs> today is episode 083, Animals Can Be Doctors Too. Oh. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm not going to cry a single tear. I know. That is so cute. Yeah, the first half of the show, <gasps> it's a tearjerker. It's adorable. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'm going through a lot of stages of happiness and yeah. sadness at the same time. Mm. Yeah, you're going to have to tell me everything about this. Yeah, it, it's, ah, I can't wait. Uh, mm. I'm Jill Chacha, and I am with uh, just the, just on the edge of her seat, Marissa Riley. That is me. I'm on <laughs> the edge of my seat, picturing little bunnies in lab coats, um, <laughs> dogs in lab coats, um, and those are the only two animals I think about. So, yeah, I'm pumped to hear about these animal doctors. That's right. That's right. They doctor will be. animals. That's right. They paging doctor dog. <laughs> joke that's oh ever God. been told it's not even a joke it's just sad Go <laughs> talk more jill <laughs> i just swatted the mic out of her hand on so. accident <laughs> moving on if this is your first time listening <laughs> welcome to the vlog welcome <laughs> we're not always doctor, this violent <laughs> no. dr dog i mean dr riley here <laughs> Dr. Riley comes in cold and learns everything in real time, just like you. It's true. I had (laughs) no idea what we were going to talk about, clearly, because of my um, Muppety emotions right now. (laughs) You're out of control. Out of control with the (laughs) arms. Um, You guys can't see it, but it is insane. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I have no idea uh, what's going to happen next, but I'm pumped. I am so excited. Today, my friends, today we're going to talk about two recent discoveries of non-humans using the environment around them to tend to their fellow species. That's amazing. I know. Non-humans are mm-hmm. the best. <laughs> yeah. Those are the, that's the best things. Anything that's not a human ah, is awesome. So great. Yeah. TBH. <laughs> now, in previous shows, we've talked about individual animals eating certain plants or objects as medicinal relief or protections for themselves. Yeah. Uh, for example, if you remember in Inbetweeny 059, we talked about elephants in India being caught on tape eating charcoal, which formed after forest fires. Remember? That's right. I forgot why they were doing it, though. Ah, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Uh, researchers believe elephants do this because they've learned charcoal has the ability to bind with toxins and works as a laxative. So fun. You know, I had an idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had an idea that it was a butt related thing. Always. Always. Um, but yeah, that's amazing. Elephants are so cool and smart. It's fucking incredible. Yeah. So, uh, from SmithsonianMag.com, we also mentioned how, quote, researchers near Salonga National Park in the Congo witnessed bonobos carefully collecting certain sandpapery leaves, carefully placing them on their tongue, balling them up, and swallowing them whole. It's believed they use these scratchy leaves, which are not a normal part of their diet, as a way of scouring parasites from their systems, end quote. That's so smart. That's so smart. <laughs> 
it's so much better than like some of the pills we take. Like I feel like there aren't any like horrifying side effects no. there. But but there are some like uh uh anti uh depressants yeah. that cause more depression. Did you guys know this? <laughs> I just watched a whole documentary on it and I was like, what are we even doing? What are we even doing? Yeah, I love the pills uh that you know don't take if you're allergic to them, but you have to because there's no other choices. What is that? <laughs> Why can't we just eat cute little charcoal things and leaves? <laughs> Uh, one day. One day. Uh, what else have we brought up before? Uh, there are red and green macaws, which eat clay to eat uh, to kill bacteria and Amazing. aid digestion. There are spider monkeys that consume leaves to improve fertility. Lemurs that eat other types of leaves, leaves to spur milk production. The fucking list goes on and on. Check it out. That was in between 059. What a gem. That's yeah. so cool. Animals are the best. That's all I have to say. <laughs> End podcast. And and we're done. Thanks for listening. Thank you. <laughs> Rate and subscribe. <laughs> now, these were all self-medicating examples, and who doesn't love to self-medicate? Right. But today, we're going to get into even more complex behavior and talk about wild chimps who make medicine for each other. Well, that's the fucking cutest thing in the world. Yeah. And fruit flies, yes, fruit flies that use glorious booze to protect their offspring. Yeah, that's a combination yes. that I have never thought of before. And no. I feel like you're making it up. No, but it is a real fucking thing. It, change my mind, Jill. Oh, change my mind. Dude, the second half of this show, it's fucking incredible. It's yeah. just, yeah, the first half is adorable. The second half is like, holy shit, no way. Well, good thing I'm comfortable. <laughs> let's, and I hope our listeners are too, so. get cozy. All right, let's begin. And to do so, we need to head back in time. To the year no one remembers. Say it with me now. 2019. 2019. That's right. What didn't happen that year? Um, anything <laughs> memorable? <laughs> Just gone. All of it gone. Uh, we're also back in the beautiful country of Gabon. Ah. Now, we've mentioned it once before. It was the in betweeny about orange crocodiles. But don't worry, my fellow geographically challenged Americans, I got you. Yeah. Imagine Africa. You got it. <laughs> Easy. Point to the equator. Okay. Now move your finger all the way west until you hit the Atlantic. Ah. And voila, you're in Gabon. Gabon! And we're chilling together in the Loango National Park, right on the coastline. Fucking, it's gorgeous. And according to our overlord, Google, she's only about 600 square miles. Oh. She's just tiny. She's a baby. She's tiny, but she's jam-fucking-packed. I believe it. Quote, it protects wilderness areas of beach, forest, savanna, and wetlands around the Iguela Lagoon. Iguela Lagoon. Iguela. Take me there now. <laughs> or not if, you know, it's uh, protected. Whatever. I can I can I, vacation anywhere else. Oh, honestly. my God. Give it a Google. It's, it's fucking <sighs> so goddamn pretty. Yes. Uh, continuing the quote, mammals in the park include forest elephants, lowland gorillas, buffalo, leopards, and hippos. Large pods of humpback whales and orcas and dolphins swim offshore. Rare bird species include the Loango weaver and African river martin. End quote. That's that's great. Just barf, man. Vomit. That's (laughs) awesome. (laughs) Fuck. So the park is also home to a small community of 45 chimpanzees. Adorable. Oh, my God. I like how specific we are with that number. 45. That's right. And a research team from the Osnabrück 
University. Yeah, nailed it. Good. Well done. Thanks. <laughs> There's an umlaut in there. Anyway, yeah. the, um, this research team is led by Dr. Tobias Deschner, a primatologist, oh. and Professor Dr. Simone Pica, a cognitive biologist. Professor Doctor? Right. Could that be my new title? We could do that. Professor Doctor Professor, Riley. That's right. I am neither. <laughs> <laughs> Says it on your card. It that's says Professor a, Doctor a and underneath it, it says neither. <laughs> <laughs> so they're the dynamic duo that forms the Ozuga, sorry, Ozuga chimpanzee project. I really want to make the Ozuga, <laughs> but that would be offensive. Okay, continue. Ozuga. Ozuga. Yeah. I spelt it phonetically. I still fucked it up, but it's Ozo. I think it's Ozuga. I, I think that sounds good. Sounds good. Nailed it. Great. So, man, this this project has a just just the most noble cause uh, from EurekaAlert.org. Quote. In Loango, the researchers investigate the behavior of this chimpanzee community with a special focus on their social relationships, interactions and disputes, their hunting behavior, tool use, and their cognitive and communication communication skills, end quote. Oh. It's all the stuff that would make Jane Goodall proud, basically. Seriously. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I've not I have no funny jokes to say right now. I just really like <laughs> just, it. In fact, what they recorded on video over a 15-month 15, 15 span was something that would take even Jane Goodall aback for real research and documentation spanning decades from other long-term field projects in Africa never captured what we're about to discuss. Oh, my God. This is a completely new discovery. Oh, my God! I know. Dr. Marissa, please tell us what astonishing and gentle interaction was first witnessed ever by Alessandra Mascaro, a volunteer of the project at the time. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I would love to talk about this. All right. She told EurekaAlert.org, quote, in 2019, I was following a female champion, uh, champion, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was following a female chimpanzee named Susie and watched as she tended to the injured foot of her adolescent son, Sia. Mm -hmm. I noticed that she appeared to have something between her lips that she then applied to the wound on Sia's foot. Fuck. So <laughs> no, cute. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, later that evening, I rewatched my videos and saw that Susie had first reached out to catch something, which she then put between her lips and then directly onto the open wound on Sia's foot. Discussing these observations and the possible function of the behavior with the team members, we realized that we had never seen such a behavior and that it had also never been documented before. End quote. Amazing, yeah. amazing. Mm -hmm. So cute. Well done, team. That's right. <laughs> put it on, yeah. the, on a wall. That's right. You can't put it on a toe. Frame tote. that. Frame that. <laughs> can't put it on a toe. We'll find it. a way. We'll, find, we'll figure it out. Uh, yes, my friends, this was for the first time an observation of a chimpanzee applying an insect to the wounds of their counterpart to help them. Oh, man. Yeah. And don't take my word or even Alessandra's word for it. I've got the video right here. Yes! <laughs> I was going to ask, but I was scared you wouldn't have one. Totally but, fucking have it. Uh, Dr. Marissa, I have a, uh, sorry, a professor doctor. Oh, thank you! Uh, thank you. That's going to take a minute to get used to. I yes, understand. I know. 
No. Congratulations. Thank you. I really appreciate it. <laughs> so, Professor Dr. Marissa, I asked very long. Okay. <laughs> we'll make it work. Okay. I have a short 38-second video I would just love to show you. Amazing. Uh, we could watch it a few times, so as not to miss all the shit that happens, uh, including mom reaching out and snatching a bug. There's two baby chimps in the bush. Shut up. So keep a lookout for them. Okay. One is actually patiently waiting with his hurt foot in the air it's really cute and then mom applies the squashed bug to his wound it's really really cute oh god i know are you okay her hands are in her face no i'm not okay but like (laughs) i'll i'll work through it um yeah can i see the video now (laughs) can i please see the video now so if any member of the flock would like to watch this family moment search you, you know you want to yes search Chimps applying insects as medicine, and you'll see a bunch of articles about it. This this was a really big deal. Uh, pulling up the video, Dr. Marissa, please tell us, what do you see here? Okay, all right. I see um, baby chimp is kind of climbing a tree. Mama is at the bottom of the tree chilling. Um, is this another? Oh, 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 baby comes over and kind of stumbles. There's and no- then there's another. Can we pause really quick? There's yeah. 80 things going on. Yeah. Okay, so mom has something in her in her hand. Yeah, she reached up and grabbed something. For she a reached there. up and grabbed something. There's another baby that is holding out its foot, and then the first baby I was talking about was like climbing around and then climbed to her. Yeah, because it knows it's time for um, it's time for a little neosporin. Something. Yeah, something's happening here. Yeah. So the, the, so so interesting. The baby who climbed the tree was curious as to what mom was doing. Yeah. And then she look, she grabs the other kid. She grabs, okay, so she grabs the other kid's foot. And um, now she's she pulls the little thing out of her mouth and she is putting it on the foot. Um, I feel like she's using her mouth to, to really get it in there. This other baby is kind of like yeah. doing a baby thing, like, you know. Getting in the middle. Look at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Yeah. Um, but yeah. But yeah, you heard my voice crack because it's so cute. It's pretty. Baby chimps, man. <laughs> what are we even doing? What are we even doing? More. More chimps, please. More chimps, please. Yeah. But don't hurt them. But but if there are videos that you have, please put them on the internet. My God. I want to watch them. That was so. I'm fine. That was a beautiful, very fast moment in yeah. their in their little lives. She's done that before. Yeah, absolutely. Now, now that researchers were aware of this behavior, they kept an even closer eye on these 45 chimps, especially those who appear to have minor cuts and wounds. Mm. For the next year and change, their attentiveness paid off. It turns out the interaction between Susie and Sia was not a one-off thing. Of course. Yeah. According to their study, published in the February issue of Current Biology, they documented 22 instances of insect application to a boo-boo. Oh, man. That's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 19 of them were self-medicating instances, but two were just heartwarming as fuck. Okay. Yeah. I know. It gets gets worse and better. No. Dr. Marissa, please tell us the details of one tender moment between two chimps, as described by Laura Southern of Ozuaga. Ozu, I did it again. And o- Ozu- Ozuaga. Ozuaga. Ozu- Ozu- yeah. 
<laughs> Laura, she's a volunteer. She's a volunteer. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. Okay. I'm, I'm so I'm, sorry. It's fine. Um, okay. Uh, quote, an adult male, little gray, it's adorable, um, had a deep open wound on his shin and Carol, an adult female who had been grooming him, suddenly reached out to catch an insect. What struck me most was that she handed it to little gray. He applied it to his wound and subsequently Carol and two other adult chimpanzees also touched the wound and moved the insect on it. Mm-hmm. The three unrelated chimpanzees seem to perform these behaviors solely for the benefit of their group member. Mm-hmm. End quote. That's right. So they all like helped. Yeah, they they all fucking helped. I know. What? I know. I know. Humans are terrible. <laughs> chimpanzees are A plus. awesome. A plus. Little Gray, we all came together to help Little Gray. I if know. Little Gray was a human, we would all start a war with <laughs> Little Gray instead of helping. Yeah, we would all start a war over who has the most insects and, uh, I don't know, sell, sell, them, sell them to the people who don't have them. That's, Pretty much. That's that is exactly what would happen. Yes. But not in chimpanzee worlds. No. They're nice. Uh, Dr. Marissa, brace yourself. I actually have the moment when Carol helped apply the bug to Little Gray. It was captured uh, on camera, and I have a photo of it. Yes, yeah, no, yeah. Okay, I'm going to need to see it (laughs) right now. Uh, This photo will be on our Instagram and our Twitter, so please come on by and just fucking hell, look how cute this is. All right, Dr. Marissa, what do you see? Oh, Wait, which one is Little Gray? So that's Little Gray. Little Gray. And this is, she's applying... She's applying, is she applying it to his face though? Yeah, it was his chin. Oh, it was his chin. Yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. I read shin and I'm like, well, this is very far away from that. <laughs> but oh my God, she really is applying it to his, his chin. This is so cute. Yeah. Just imagine two chimpanzees caring about each other. And that's what this picture is. <laughs> it's awesome. Right. What a friend. What a great fucking friend. Find someone who does this for you. Find someone who puts <laughs> bugs on your face. That's right. That is love. That is love. Yep. Uh, my friends, what a whopper of an invest uh, of an observation. Yeah. It includes altruism, first aid, friendship, all complex traits we attribute to humans. But here we are. Yeah. Now, if you're probably thinking, you know, well, it's pretty clear these bugs must provide some kind of relief. For the chimps, well, then you're on the same page as these PhDs. They also believe the applied insects might have some anti-inflammatory or antiseptic properties. I yeah. was going to ask, yeah. but I was like, I wonder if this is just a placebo to make them feel emotionally Aww. better, which is fine, too. Yeah, that's you even know, more complex. What are crystals? So... Yeah. <laughs> insects. Sorry, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to offend the crystal community. I get it. It's real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was going to say insects are the crystals of the... Uh... Okay, that didn't work. I was trying to make it work. <laughs> it doesn't work. But yeah, a mystery does remain. Uh, as to which insects they're using, we're not sure yet. Mm-hmm. And that's what the dynamic duo of the Ozu... <laughs> of the... We, we got this. Ozu... Azuga. Uh, Ozuga. Chimpanzee Ozo- pro- So those... 
doctor professor, professor doctor is going to go figure out what the fuck yeah. these insects are. Absolutely. Exactly. Quote, as a next step, the researchers aim to recover remaining insect parts to identify the species and to subsequently carry out bioessays bio investigating the potential pharmaceutical properties, end quote. Knowing humans, um, we're going to figure out that this bug, mm. I don't know, um, is like, what is the the pill that guys take for oh God. sex? They're probably, <laughs> this is probably what that does. And then we're going to take it all from the mm. chimpanzees. I oh, mean, yeah. the chimpanzees are going to die. And welcome to a person who has anxiety. That's where right. I went. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I, I can see Gwyneth Paltrow. Just taking all the bugs and... All the bugs. Melting them down into a candle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like her vagina. Yeah, that's going to happen. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, this is going to be on Goop next week. <laughs> so, Jesus. So, my God, in the meantime, you and I can also just relish in the enjoyable thought of chimps out there in the world helping out that one clumsy friend who can't seem to get their shit together. There you go. I know. After the break... We're, sw- we're switching gears. Uh, we're moving on from mama chimps to mama fruit flies. Oh, my God. And these moms love booze. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I swear, you're never going to look at fruit flies the same. There is some fucking crazy shit ahead, I oh swear. Oh, my God. Stay tuned. Please do. And we're back. We are so back. We're so back. And my friends, it's a tough life if you're a fruit fly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would agree. Yeah. I don't think about them very often. Yeah, I know see? that sounds wild. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but I really don't think about them. Yeah, not only does no one think about you, really. <laughs> um, you're tiny, you're considered a nuisance. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, when, when they do show up and I do have to think about them, yeah. I'm not very excited about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And if you're super lucky, you can live a long life, which is actually at most 15 days. I know. All right. I know. It's not very long. <laughs> and during those two weeks, you're constantly on the lookout for your mortal enemy, parasitic wasps. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Who, as just an example here, they lay their eggs inside your baby larva. And when those eggs hatch, you guessed it, they eat your offspring from the inside out. It's a bummer. Remember how I said, like, humans were the worst? <laughs> Parasitic wasps. <laughs> I'm. I realize that's like part of the whole ecosystem. Mm. Whatever. But yeah. that's pretty mean. It's fucking mean as I'm fuck. I'm not gonna lie. What a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Now this cunty battle between fly and wasp. <laughs> this yeah, the battle between the flies and the wasps has been going on for millennia. And as such, nature is gonna nature. You're gonna evolve some helpful defenses, but the wasp is going to counter those as well. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Marissa, please give us an example of this. What do each of these species have in their deadly arsenal? I would please love tell us. to talk about it. Let's do it. Okay. From Joseph Castro of Live Science, quote, fly larvae have a natural immune response to try to kill the wasp. But the venom the wasp injects along with her egg sometimes counters this defense i'm gonna pause really fast yeah so basically the larvae have um have a natural immune response Mm -hmm. to kill that wasp Mm -hmm. if it comes in contact Mm -hmm. but then the wasp has something that counteracts 
that yeah fucking fuck that's a lot okay i'm yeah. gonna i just had to like process that i'm like what are we even uh, I, and this has it's, been the theme of this episode like what are we even doing yeah think of it as like a cold war situation Very, yeah one one it's a tit for tat it's like u.s and russia just yeah. always fucking morons <laughs> so, but you know this is nature yeah morons <laughs> but nature okay uh continuing the quote who survives is totally dependent on the fly strain and the wasp strain, said uh, Todd Schlinke. Schlinke? Schlinke. Todd? <laughs> it really could be one of those three. I've been calling him Todd Schlinke. Schlinke. It's fun. That's fun. Todd, I hope one of those was right. <laughs> said researcher Todd Schlinke, a biologist at Emory University in Georgia, quote, you never really know who's going to win. End quote. What go. a metaphor for everything. Fucking everything. Yeah. Todd, you're right. Now, my friends, <laughs> <laughs> my friends, life is sometimes a terrible game of chance, right? Mm. You don't know who's going to win. No. But you can help yourself by giving yourself the upper hand. Uh-huh. Here's what I mean. That's right. Continuing from LiveScience.com, quote, Last year, Schlenke and his team discovered that infected fly larvae have another trick up their sleeves to defeat their enemies. Alcohol. Yes. Fuck yeah. Unlike wasp parasites, fruit flies have a high tolerance for alcohol because, likely because the fly larvae live in rotting fruit where a lot of fermentation is taking place. I was going to say, is it because they're fun? <laughs> finger guns. Finger guns. Finger guns. <laughs> Always. I did it, yeah. So, so if a maggot knows it has a wasp growing inside of it, it will seek out and consume food with high levels of alcohol to kill the parasite. End quote. This is complicated. Yeah. But I'm so glad... Um, they're using one of my favorite drinks. Yes. For good. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it self-medicates with alcohol, and that actually solves their problems, and I'm fucking jealous. I'm really jealous. Yeah. Whenever I drink, I just get a headache, and, um, yeah, a headache. Yeah, incapacitated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for, like, two days. That's for what happens like- in your 30s. Oh, my God. <laughs> If y'all aren't in your 30s yet, it's oh, coming. Yep. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so after discovering this, Schlenke got to thinking. He wondered if mama fruit flies try to give their kids an advantage by laying eggs already in a pool of booze as a preemptive measure, kind of like a vaccine <sighs> to help kill off parasitic wasp eggs or even prevent adult wasps from injecting their own offspring. That is fucking genius. Right? So... Dr. Marissa, please tell us the ingenious experiment Schlenke performed, and what were the initial findings? I would love to talk about this. I'm obsessed with this already. Okay, from the Live Science article, Fruit Flies Medicate Offspring with Alcohol. (laughs) Quote, uh, in the new study, Schlenke and his team stuck adult female fruit flies in a cage with two food dishes, one alcohol-free and the other with 6% alcohol. If no wasps were present, 
Only 40% of the flies laid their eggs in the alcoholic food. But if the researchers put female wasps in uh, female wasp parasites in the cage, about 90% of the flies laid their eggs in the alcohol laden dishes. End quote. I love it. They're literally yeah. putting their babies in a cocktail. Yes. It is a baby cocktail <laughs> right. to save their lives. Yes. What a complicated combination of thoughts. Yeah. What? Okay. I'm yeah. fine. You're okay? No. But. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, my friends, it gets even cooler and boozier. At one point, the fruit flies were exposed to a wasp. Okay. Then the wasp was removed from the environment. Okay. Turns out their behavior remained the same. They knew there was a possible danger around, and they continued to lay eggs in the pool of alcohol, get this, up to four days after the wasp left the cage. That's so smart. I I never thought I would say something about a pool of alcohol was smart. That's right. That is so smart. Here we are. Ladies, <laughs> keep it up. Don't listen to anything they say. Mm-hmm. You're doing great. Yeah. So, um, ooh, oh no, I lost my, sp- I just lost my place. Wait, oh, wait, okay. pool so, of alcohol. I was like, look yeah. for that word. <laughs> Thank you. So I know what you're thinking. Do they do this with any old wasp? How do they even know a wasp is around and an actual danger to begin with? Those are great questions that I did not think about. <laughs> well... Uh, Shalanki asked those, and Dr. Marissa, please tell us what did researchers test? Sorry, how did researchers test this mystery, and what crazy answer did they find? Ooh, I'd love to talk about it. All right, quoting, con- sorry, continuing from the article, quote, by using mutant flies, mutant flies, that either couldn't see or smell, they discovered the flies recognize the wasps based on sight, an interesting ability considering that flies had been reared in a wasp-free lab for generations. That's wild. The flies have never seen wasps in their lives, neither have their parents or their grandparents, uh, Schlinke explained, adding that the flies must have uh, innate search images for wasps, end quote. So basically, they are born knowing who the bad guys are. Yeah. That is insane. It's like genetic, it's like, it's on a genetic level, they know. Do you know how many true crime documentaries I've had to watch to know who to be scared of. Yes. It would be nice if that was a little more built in. Yeah, what the fuck, people? Yeah. Damn it's it, Wall humans. Street, guys. Stay <laughs> away. They're really scary. That's right. No, I mean no offense. But maybe, I don't know. So hold on to your human butts because, you guessed it, this gets way cooler. Of course it does. Male parasitic wasps have really long antennae. Okay. Like longer than the females who lay eggs. When they were exposed to the flies, the flies were chill and didn't make a beeline to the boozy dish. The fruit flies knew those weren't a threat. So, (laughs) right, so Schlenke was a smart ass and was like, okay, they must recognize the long antenna, whatever. So he clipped them to make them shorter to look like the female parasitic wasps. But, okay, the flies were exposed to these clipped males, blah, blah, blah. But it turns out this didn't fool the flies and they were still chill. So they they must be using another marker other than sight. <gasps> we just don't know what I it is what yet. I wonder what it. Oh, yeah. I think they're just fucking telepathic. I think <laughs> they're just fucking geniuses. 
So I'm obsessed. I know. So what the other marker is, that might be the next study on Schlenke's list. In the meantime, Dr. Marissa, you want to end this episode by tag teaming uh, how surprisingly important slash surprising fruit flies are? Yeah, I would love to. Okay, take it away, Dr. Marissa. Uh, sorry, uh, Professor Doctor Marissa. Thank you. Jeez. Really appreciate it. <laughs> I've been stumbling over my words the entire episode. It's so. totally fine. We are <laughs> making up for it now with that long ass title. <laughs> so, from the Mental Floss article, fifteen fascinating facts about fruit flies. Let's take let's it away. Get this party started. Do you like how excited I was <laughs> to start this? I'm like, get out of the way. All right. Quote. You can thank the fruit fly for many major medical breakthroughs. Because of their comparatively short lifespans, fruit flies make for ideal lab subjects. Researchers can easily study genetic evolution over generations. That is insane. By comparison, what scientists have learned about fruit flies in 30 years of study would have taken 200 years in mice. That's wild. So, for more than a century, fruit flies have been the stars of genetic research. To put in context just how many genes fruit flies do have, humans have 24,000 genes. Okay. Fruit flies, which are only a couple millimeters long, have 14,000. That's jammed packed. Yeah. Jam packed. <laughs> I can talk too. Okay, quote, a whopping 75% of the genes that cause diseases in humans are also found in the fruit fly. That's wild. Because they have many of the same genes as humans, researchers can use fruit flies to simulate diseases that plague humans. End quote. I had no idea about any of that they are really important and the next time i leave a banana out i will um salute them and then google how to kill them Uh, (laughs) salute and kill salute and kill put it on a tote yep yep (laughs) and finally my friends Inside that teeny-ass head of theirs are 100,000 neurons. I, I Comparatively, I don't know if that's a big number, but it sounds like a lot. For that tiny-ass head? That's a lot. That is a lot. 100,000 of anything in there is a lot. <laughs> yeah. And a few of those neurons, just like us, know the importance of alcohol. The end. What a way to end. That's right. A fucking podcast. That's <laughs> incredible. Now I want to drink. Yeah. We can make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have work tomorrow, but. Blah, blah, blah. Well, thanks. Have <laughs> a school night. Thank you for listening, rating, subscribing, convincing Dr. Marissa to drink on a school night. Yeah. Dr. Dr. Professor. Convince me. <laughs> uh, and please, stay interesting. Please do.